Air it out. Monday through Friday from 9 to 11. This is the Hurry Up Podcast. We are like Brian Gudekin's wingmen. This is what's attractive about this particular name. This is why this guy is a good fit for your team. Bring him in. Give him a chance, Goody. It's time to play the green and gold matchmaker. Who's it going to be? The choicest goodies. But we're here to help. The players are lined up. And here they are. He's a wide receiver, formerly of the Cincinnati Bengals. He was a fourth pick of the 2011 NFL Draft out of Georgia. He has 63 touchdowns and 8,907 yards to his name. He's a seven-time Pro Bowler and a three-time All-Pro. Although he sat out the entire 2019 season with a foot injury. And he'll be 32 years old when the 2020 season kicks off. Could we see a little more green in the green and gold? He is A.J. Green. You know, it certainly sounds good. There's no doubt about that, right? A.J. Green to Green Bay, green and gold. That fence across from Lambeau would paint itself. Jackson would love it. He'd have to get an A.J. Green Packer jersey. True. And that should matter to Goody. No doubt about that. Pull on the heartstrings. That's what it's for anyway. It's the green and gold matchmaker. A.J. Green, though, 31 years old. Listen, I know he's past his prime. He's not maybe the explosive receiver he was in his prime with the Cincinnati Bengals. But it's hard to say no to rule out a guy like A.J. Green when the Packers receiving core looks like it does. I mean, would anybody say that the moment you sign A.J. Green... And we're talking like a two-year deal. Spotrac estimates his value at $9 million per. If you cut Jimmy Graham, let's say, and you bring in A.J. Green, it's basically let go of one to bring in the other financially. And would anybody think that the moment he signs, he's not the Packers' best receiver, not named Devontae Adams? Well, probably not. And I think there's going to be a long list of wide receivers that we have in this game that we could probably say the same thing. Sure. I mean, there's. I mean, you're. They're not going to have to do a whole heck of a lot to upgrade that number two spot. Would you, either of you, rule him out? Like you just don't see this as a fit. Like you're just not buying it. I mean, age is a thing. People say age is just a number. Thirty-two in the injuries that he's had. I mean, yeah. Look, it'd be hard for me to rule out anybody that you're talking about in free agency. Because I know they're going to be wise spending their money. And the biggest thing, the the biggest difference here, doing it in free agency as opposed to doing it back in October when everybody wanted them to do it, is you don't have to give up any draft capital. You're only giving up money. So it's going to be hard to say no to a lot of these guys, I think. Mm-hmm. For me, what I like, too, is this could set up as, you know, you bring in the veterans, been there, done that. And then you still bring in a rookie, and you've got a perfect kind of receiver room with veteran leaders there. A.J. Green and Devontae Adams, man, like, if you can't learn from those two, I think it's a good thing for the locker room and the culture to bring them in. Would that uh, would that dismiss any, uh, any opportunity that we talked about last week before I left about bringing Randall Cobb back then for the slot? I don't think it would. I don't think so either. Different position. I'm not talking about the same position. I'm talking about because of money. Oh. Well, speaking of, you know, our guy. If, if they were to get A.J. Green, he would be the sixth green to ever play for the Packers. That's a, see. You can't get that info just anywhere. That is good stuff right, right, right now. there. Well, 
Someone brought up another name already, and you know our guy, Goody, he's got options. He's a wide receiver most recently with the Dallas Cowboys. They say you should never go back to your ex, but hey, you had some great years together. He spent the first eight <laughs> years of his career right here in Green Bay. He was set free last year and wound up in Dallas. He caught 55 balls for 828 yards and three touchdowns in 2019. His best year since 2015. Are you willing to give him another chance? He is Randall Cobb. Don't go back to your ex unless your ex was just a really good fit for you, right? Packers went back to their ex when they brought back James Jones, and he turned out to be a great re-addition to the team. Listen, everybody expected the Packers and Cobb to break up just a year ago. But in hindsight... It was a mistake. Good God, was it ever. It was a bad mistake, and... You know, now you're wondering a year later, and if you're enamored by the numbers that he had, and if you bring him back, would it be a mistake? Because he wouldn't be productive. I'll tell you what, the more and more I thought about this after we talked about it a week ago, the more and more I'm on board with this. I think this would be a good move. Because what we talked about all last year was Rodgers' comfort level, with the receivers outside of Devontae Adams, and the, and the buzzword was trust, right? Mm-hmm. Well, we know that he's got good comfort level and lots of trust with Randall Cobb. And the guy's still 29. I'm not sure when he turns 30. August. I'm more and more on board with this the more I think about it. And I don't think it's going to cost you a ton. I don't know what kind of market he's going to well, have out there. That's a good question because... He... I don't know what kind of market he's going to have out there, but... I like it more and more. And I bet he'd like to come back. I would think so, too. But, you know, he played under a one-year deal for $5 bucks in Dallas. Right. Had a great year. Does that mean he's going to be more expensive for the next team? That's a great question. That's and I don't the know thing. the answer to it. I don't either. You know, it kind of made sense when the Packers let him go. And it, I don't, it, it made sense for them. But it looks like a bad move now. In hindsight, we had they were the hoping somebody was the right. Allison or somebody was stepping into the slot, and it just didn't. All of us expected the Packers and Cobb to go their separate ways last year, but in hindsight, it's almost weird that it was so unanimous because put a lot of faith into Marquez Valdez, Scantling, and the guys on the roster, Geronimo Allison. That yeah, well, everybody not named Devontae, somebody's got to step up. Well, it was pretty easy. All being unanimous too, and when he came off an injury, injury, injury riddled year or whatever, mm-hmm. where he only played nine games, started six of them, and had a off year, you thought, okay, starting to get up there in age, and maybe a little banged up because uh, he hadn't played a full sixteen games since two thousand fifteen. An interesting angle to this now: Cobb signs his one year deal, spends the year in Dallas, and then a year into it. Cowboys make a coaching change, and they bring in his old boss, Mike McCarthy. Now, the guy who drafted him. Guy who drafted him. However, after he signed his second contract in Green Bay, Cobb's career, his production, was just continually going in the wrong direction. And basically, the reason everybody thought that the Packers would move on from him is because, frankly, he wasn't giving the team a whole lot. Now, I know Cobb's a good guy. So, like, he showed up at McCarthy's introductory press conference and all that, and that's cool. That's the kind of guy Cobb is. I wonder, <laughs> like, part of him had to have been kind of excited to go to Dallas and have a new opportunity and a new offense for the first time in his career. Now his old coach, 
The one that kind of got stale on him where he wasn't productive in his later years in Green Bay. Now his old coach goes to Dallas. Cobb's a free agent. I wonder if he doesn't have some eyes looking over at Matt LaFleur's new offense like, man... I could have just stayed yeah. there and played in a new offense, and now I have a chance to go back. I also think some of those, the lack of production was also related to some of those injuries and in, in games not played, because if you prorate some things out, the numbers turn out to be a little bit better. Um, I also think, you know, I also think he learned firsthand what it's like playing with a future Hall of Fame quarterback and a non-future Hall of Fame quarterback. And wouldn't you love the opportunity to go back to that future Hall of Fame quarterback? I would think so. And by the way, his production last year—the best year he's had in a handful of years—it was so yardage-wise. I just—it's an interesting option here to go back to this particular ex, Randall Cobb, because whether he makes more than he made last year in Dallas or not, you know it's not going to break the bank like some of the other names we'll talk about. And bringing in Cobb is 100% undoubtedly not going to rule out anything else you do at the position. Well, and look, and I think by doing it, it's also catering to Aaron a little bit right now. Giving him a guy that he trusts, a guy that he's comfortable with. And those were the words that we were using all last year mm-hmm. outside of Devontae Adams. Right. That he didn't have any of that with the other guys. And if that's the way Aaron is going to be, then bring him back. I mean... It'd be disappointing if they signed Cobb and then that's it. Like, well, yeah, we addressed the position. This is, in this situation, you can have, you can commit to more than one person, if you will, to use a matchmaker well, type of analogy. To. I you mean, can't just, got to. You can't sure. just, you know, yeah. It, it's sure. kind of funny when you talk about the wide receiver position from a year ago. So I'm watching the all or nothing with the Philadelphia Eagles. I, I was watching this, too. And I was watching this on the plane ride. And Green Bay's in this epi- in this series because Philadelphia came to Green Bay and played them. And in that game against Philadelphia, Geronimo Allison made a great catch between two defenders and got crunched to keep a drive going in crunch time and then caught a, a nice touchdown pass. And that was early in the year. What week was that? Like week four, week yeah, five that they yep. came in? That was Thursday early in the night. year. And I'm thinking to myself as I'm watching this going, that's what those were the kind of plays that they were expecting out of Geronimo Allison all last year, mm-hmm. and for some reason, just never developed. He had about four great catches all season long, spread out over sixteen games, which doesn't get it done for whatever reason. He didn't fit in, and then we all know about everybody else behind him. That that whole position needs to be revamped. Kind of full circle what you were saying, Marcus. Is you just can't. No matter who you do, you just can't be one receiver and done. You can't always look at your options and just throw out numbers, but I find these numbers really interesting. Here's Randall Cobb's yards per catch the last five years, starting with his first year after that new contract in 2015 with the Packers, all right? 10.5, 10 10.2, 9.9, 10.1, 15.1 last year with Dallas. So he still had the ability to stretch the field or get open over the middle of that that slot catch and run. Yep. And he's one of only two players named Cobb ever to suit up for the Packers. Ah, nice. And he clearly clearly was healthy for all practical purposes playing in 15 games. Well, since we're in Dallas and trying to find the one for our guy, Brian Gudekinst. Let's check out somebody else. 
He's a wide receiver, formerly of the Dallas Cowboys, a four-time pro bowler. This guy was the number four pick by the Raiders in 2015. Before he was traded to the Dallas Cowboys midway through his fourth season in 2018, he wrecked up a career-high 1,189 yards in 2019 and dominated Jair Alexander last October with 11 catches for 226 yards. But are you willing to pay the price to sign him? He is Amari Cooper. That is the bottom line. I don't think we need to really share our opinions or push Goody one way or the other on this one because I think everybody knows you would absolutely love to have Amari Cooper on your team. He's the rare, really talented receiver who's not a diva, kind of like Devontae Adams. That one-two punch would be incredible. However... What's the cost? What's the cost? And if you're talking about like lower end quarterback money, which is what Spotrek estimates about 19 mil a year on this next deal, it's just very unlikely you're going to open up the checkbook that much for Amari Cooper. You know, it all depends on how much you want to invest in the offense. You know, they've done quite a bit of spending on the defense, and they got one big contract there to go with Kenny Clark. And it depends on how much value they're going to put on the inside linebacker position, which we still really don't know, right? Yeah. Um, the biggest thing here, and I don't know if this plays into a factor in, in what we think in the game, is I read over the weekend where they're getting closer to a deal with Dak Prescott, and they are going to use the tag on Amari Cooper. So I don't know if that plays into the sure. game or not, but yeah. that's that's you know kind of the latest news. I mean, he's basically, to use the analogy, he's currently single, but the one he's on the yeah. verge of breaking up with really doesn't want to let him go. Yeah, whereas, you know, A.J. Green, you can legitimately talk about the Bengals are going to move on. Sure. Randall Cobb, you know, Cowboys it's, are probably going to move on. They're certainly not going to tag him. He'll go out into the market. But A.J. Green's ex is you know, ugly, if, if, broke. He's got nothing going for uh, him. Let me just say this, though. Let me just say this. If the Dallas Cowboys came out and said, you know what, we're not going to tag Amari Cooper, he's going to hit free agency, I would put him at the top of the list. 100%. I would, I would do that and, and and find a way to make it happen and get Kenny signed on the defensive side. If money ain't a thing, if this is Madden, general I mean, manager Marcus Eversall is signing Amari Cooper. He's going cheap on the old line, cheap at linebacker, cheap anywhere else. If, you can, if I can get Amari Cooper, I'm getting right. Amari Cooper. This isn't Madden. It seems unlikely. But, hey. But I mean, I mean, and that would be, and that would be your one big splash, right? And and Gutenkunz has already kind of said that, you know, we got enough to get where we want, but it won't be a spending spree like it was on yeah, it four guys. So be. go, you know, if he were available and get one guy, right? I'd be on board with that. If that's the only move you make, I'm on board with it too. For Can you sure. Just imagine that. Like, we're, I know we're playing matchmaker for Gutekunst and the Packers to find the one, but. Talk about matchmaker between De- with Devontae Adams. Devontae on one side of the formation, Cooper on the other, or one of them in the slot playing off each other. Oh, my God. Dangerous. Dangerous, and you talk I about just, D coordinators losing sleep. Yeah, for sure, because just think about it, what it does for everybody else, too. I mean, you've got so many guys to cover in, to cover the, the guys, and if you've got to worry about those two, hello, Jay Sternberger and maybe others. The one of your dreams too. right there. 
He's a wide receiver, formerly of the New York Jets. He clocked a 4-3 in the 40-yard dash coming out of Temple in 2016. At 26 years old, this guy is fresh off his rookie deal and looking for his first big payday. In four seasons, he's racked up more than 3,000 receiving yards and 20 touchdowns. He's missed only two games to injury, but did get into some trouble back in January of 2018. However, eight of the nine charges were dropped. Is he worth rolling the dice? He is Robbie Anderson. To me, this is the most likely match if the Packers were to sign a free agent receiver because it fits the mold in some ways to how they rebuilt their team last year with the Smiths, where the production didn't jump off the charts at you necessarily, didn't put up just stupid good all-pro numbers, but ascending player coming off a rookie contract, still, you would think, entering the prime of his career, he fills a key role. If they bring in Robbie Anderson with his 4-3 speed, he's like a 6-3 guy. You put him opposite Devontae, day one, that's your number two guy. It just makes sense. All right, two things here. First of all, really, nine charges? But at least eight of them? Yeah, well, so the nine details... charges? There's certainly some... <laughs> Red flag. Usually, like, I get charged with one or two things, but nine of them. He was busy. So, what about the baggage? <laughs> What's the catch? Well, yeah, the details of the incident. So he's driving like 105 and a 45, and then he gets pulled over, and he starts going off against the cop. The cop said that he was saying he was going to do certain things to the cop's wife. I'll leave it at that. Eight of the nine charges were dropped, and he didn't get suspended. All right, so here's number two on my thing, though. So one, I was joking about the nine charges. Number two, 14.0, 14.9, 15.0, 15.0. 15.0. Yards, Yards per, catch. per catch. Yep. 6-3. Big guy. I like those kind of receivers. 92 catches, 1,300 yards, 11 touchdowns. It, it is kind of interesting, though, his catch percentage is is pretty poor targets and catches yeah well, and that's that's where that's it kind of comes a, into play is that the too. quarterback that's exactly what, what you know is that too. the quarterback yeah. what is that because the catch percentage is is not very good at all yeah last year 52 catches 2018 50 catches 2017 63 a career high for 941 yards as a rookie late round pick 42 catches 587 yards and two touchdowns he's missed just two games in four seasons so he's been available I don't think he will be overly excited to go back to New York, so he's one of those guys you kind of expect to hit the open market. There were reports connecting the Packers to Robbie Anderson at the trade deadline. They didn't see the value in giving up picks for any of these receivers that were on the market, so they opted not to do that. Now you don't have to give that up. You just got to pay him. Got to pay him, yep. By the way, looking at the picture of him in his hair, yeah. Billy Turner better look out if he becomes a Green Bay Packer. <laughs> He's got to do. He's got some locks. Like, not dreadlocks, but... Man, if this dating game turns into a hairstyle analysis game, it's probably not going to be pretty. But, yeah, 26 years old. He'll turn 27 in May. It just makes sense. Spotrek estimates his value around 12 mil a year. That's a hefty price to pay, but that's about the going rate for a number two receiver these days. I think Robbie Anderson makes a ton of sense, and Goody would be wise to take a look at that. We've always looked at this as a long-term type thing. Good. What is Devontae making? What was roughly, his new deal? Roughly 14 per. Okay, that's what I was thinking, 14. All right. 
which is crazy how quickly that number goes from, wow, that's a big number, to, damn, are the Packers getting a bargain. What a bargain. Yeah. For real. Yeah. It would make sense. It would make sense. Basically, with the free agent receivers, if you play wide receiver and your name is not Des Bryant or Antonio Brown, I'm in. Like, mm-hmm. with the way the receiving core looks right now, come on down, man. Yeah, you got Adams and then a couple guys who would make good three and four receivers, not twos. Bingo. Need a two. Need that two. No doubt about it. To me, it'd be... Would Cooper be cool with being a two? <clears throat> What's that big a name one, like a that? A one and a one A. Well, oh, yeah, one and one A. And to me, like that that part I don't worry about. I honestly think Devontae and Cooper would both be... Because they're kind of cut from the same cloth. They're the exception to the diva... High profile receiver. Yeah. It's, it all comes down to money with Cooper. Thing is, it's not happening. No, I don't think with no. with what you hear out of Dallas. So you got to look, you know, realistically at some of these other names. But right. it is certainly a position that they need to upgrade in more than one spot. Yep. You know, I like Alan Lazardi. I think he deserves a, a crack at more playing time after what he did last year. But that's more of maybe as a three outside as a four. Assume depending on whether they get a free agent and draft a guy. Draft a guy right. high. Right. I mean, Amari Cooper's like, you're walking into a bar and you see a 10 sitting there, and your buddy's like, dude, you don't got a chance. Well, you never know what that 10 is thinking or what that 10's been drinking. Maybe that 10 wants to give you a chance, wants a new scenery, if you will. So while we can, it's fun to dream. Air it out. Tune in for two hours of that weekdays from 9 to 11 with Marcus Eversol and Bill and Rookie. Listen live on 107.5 FM and 1400 AM in Green Bay on the Fan 107.5 app and on the Fan 107.5.com.